0: Alhamdulillah, it is a, an amazing opportunity that awaits me this evening and for all of our viewers as well. We will be discussing how life in Gaza is today and uh, instead of speaking about it theoretically or speaking about what we hear on the news, We have connected with our sister, Sister Jumana Abu Nahla from Gaza. And uh, she's living in Gaza. She's resident there at this moment in time. We're going to learn a bit more about our brothers and sisters who live in this uh, largest open-air prison in the world, known as Gaza. And uh, unfortunately, that's one perspective of this city. But at the same time, the city is filled with beautiful people, with beautiful lives, and who simply want to live out their lives and are looking for freedom, looking for justice. And we have this beautiful opportunity in front of us this evening to actually hear directly from them. So I'm not going to prolong this introduction because I'm very excited to get started with the interview. So allow me to welcome uh, Sister Abu nah- uh, Sister Jumana Abu Nahla from Gaza uh, to our stream, inshallah ta'ala. Sister Jumana, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum
1: assalam. Uh,
0: thank you for having me. No, it is an absolute privilege and pleasure for all of us, Alhamdulillah. And uh, we've discussed before. And as I told you, you know, we are so proud of our Palestinian brothers and sisters for the courage and the the brave hearts that that you have and the spirit that you show. To the extent that you know, when I speak uh, to you in this interview, know that I'm feeling like I'm speaking to one of our heroes because we regard our brothers and sisters on that side as our heroes, subhanAllah. So shukran shukran to you and to everyone in Gaza for your contribution. And just know that you are uh, very dear to our hearts, alhamdulillah.
1: Thank you for the praise. Uh, I don't know how to... to say thank you back uh, it is my pleasure actually to be here and uh, thank you for having me and thank you for supporting the Palestinian cause because it means so much to us uh, for uh, for people like you to stand up for us.
0: Now, subhanallah, we feel that it is our duty and we are more than honored uh, to, to host you with us this evening, alhamdulillah. Uh, just before we begin, I'd like to just uh, inform our viewers that the reason for the pre-recorded nature of this program is that the electricity supply in Gaza is very limited. And we can we can somehow relate to this because here in Cape Town, we also, uh, in fact, in South Africa, we also have electricity shortages. But the level at which we experience it compared to what you experience it over there is completely different. Tell us uh, how, how frequently... Uh, does the electricity go off? Or how many hours a day do you actually have access to electricity? Uh,
1: Actually, sometimes uh, sometimes it is worse than that. Sometimes we can't see the electricity.
0: Sorry, uh, the the connection is obviously going to be, uh, you know, cutting out. And I do apologize to the listeners for that. Uh, we we just missed the part on how many hours you said and then we heard after that again could you just repeat that for us please
1: yeah i was saying it is only 4 hours a day and sometimes it's worse than that sometimes we can't we didn't see it at all but uh wow. nowadays uh, and of course after every war it gets worse because they like want to punish us uh, so yeah so you it is only four hours a day, and uh, uh, goes on uh, all of our life. Uh, uh, things like the medicine, uh, the uh, the water uh, we can uh, we seawater drink uh, for drinking.
0: Are you saying that that you don't uh, have so access to clean of water?
1: The sure, uh, we cannot clear the water.
0: Wow! No access of to course, clean water, yes. so uh, so you we, have to uh, clean your own yeah, water. It is
1: unsafe, actually. It, it, not directly, like we uh-huh. have some motors uh, to do that for us. Okay, but um, because of the electricity, we need to wait till the, the wait for the four hours to clean uh, to use the water.
0: Wow! Wow! Subhanallah. Um, that's really uh, ajib. So these are just some of the circumstances that you face on a daily basis. Um but you know, I thought, I'm not going to treat you and uh, in this interview as though we are speaking to victims here, because I know that the hearts of the Palestinian people are super strong, subhanallah. And despite all of the circumstances, you manage to to love lives as human beings, and I, and I really want everyone to, to, to um, connect with you at that level you know that we are all humans and that we are uh, we, we face human issues together so uh, before we get into some of the things that have been taking place uh, recently and in years gone by I'd like to ask you uh, sister Jumana tell us about yourself about how things are with you tell us about your life we'd love to get to know you better.
1: Okay, Um, my name is Jumana Abnachla. I am a Palestinian living in Gaza. I am 23 years old, uh, working as an English language translator and content writer. I am a volunteer at different fields related to youth empowerment and gender equality. and yeah um maybe now we have uh we have a joke that we say in Gaza. like i have also a bachelor's degree in wars which means that this is our fourth war, that uh the, our fourth aggression uh that we have been living uh i lived uh, 2008 uh, aggression 2012 2000- 14, and now uh, the recent one is 2021 20, um, and it is actually a sad reality to say that but yeah uh, we of course live also the consequences of these poor aggressions on a daily basis um, from uh, the unsafe drinking water to no electricity only four hours as I said to bad internet connection uh, no movements, no travels. Uh, as you mentioned it is an open air uh, prison. Uh, it is a fifteen year and plus uh, blockade on Gaza, air, sea, and land. So, yeah, you can imagine um, how life is here.
0: Um, yeah. No, Subhanallah. You know, you say that uh, we can imagine how life is here, but the reality is we can't. You know, we we don't know what that life is like. We, it, for me, it sounds like a living nightmare. Um, Our year, where we live currently, uh, as I'm speaking now, the electricity company sent out a message to say that there's a risk that we may have some load shedding today. And then we find um, that people will complain because there there might be some load shedding, meaning the electricity might go off. You people are living this reality on a daily basis where you're hoping that that, that there will actually be some electricity for the day no clean running water, you have to have your own water plants in Gaza, you have a basic uh, siege in in that they control what comes in and what comes out, Uh, you can't exit, other people can't enter, Um, it's insane, it's like a nightmare and um, it's very heartwarming to know that you know you you are still able to be humorous about this and and speak about your bachelor's degree in, in wars and so on, but Subhanallah, it's, uh, it's, it's just incredible. So tell me in terms of your, your background and your education, uh, you, you went for your entire life, you've been schooled inside of Gaza, primary school, high school and so on. Tell us a bit about your education and what you experienced uh, during that time.
1: Since I am a refugee uh, and my grandparents are refugees from Yibna, uh, I studied in a refugee schools uh, for my entire life, and then I moved to um, uh, to uh, the college uh, the college uh, period. But uh, I was. I was uh, I was supposed to study outside, but of course as you as you said, uh, we can't go out easily. It is only for the urgent cases that they can uh, go out. And right now, uh, I am working as a freelance translator and content writer and uh, because of the electricity of the bad electricity, it is like it is limited our our opportunity to get a job uh on these platforms it is limited because uh, even uh, because you don't have uh, the right time always to um to be able to submit your uh your job on, on the time um my family and i actually moved we were we were living in the south and we moved to uh in one of the most uh, vital areas in Gaza, were uh, believing that we would have a better life opportunities and may I maybe I can get a job, uh, a normal job. But of course, um, maybe uh, I don't know if you know this or not. But um, the in West Gaza, like the place I am living now, in uh, was the most one uh that get targeted my residential building itself was targeted uh so we came here looking for a better life opportunities but unfortunately we we lived our worst days uh actually um they bombed three apartments in the residential building that i am living in and and we stayed um in the streets for many hours uh because That's we don't funny. have a place we don't have a place uh to go to and we risk our lives by taking a car uh, and go to somewhere safer. Well, there's no place safer, but we thought it could be safer. And uh, we risk our life by getting this car uh, because they target every moving thing in here in Gaza. So yeah, we survived, Alhamdulillah, and uh, we made it alive.
0: SubhanAllah, I, I don't even know what to say to that. It's, um, it's just incredible. Um, Uh, I I really have to to hold my my tears back and hold my my emotions back during this interview, so do excuse me about this, but uh, I'd like to just share uh, an image that that you sent me and you just mentioned your residential building. Uh, Can you tell us about what's happening in this image here? Yeah, uh,
1: actually, uh, they threw a rocket um uh, they threw one rocket first and we thought uh, on the roof of this building and we thought okay um no maybe this is not on our building the, the voices were loud and it is like an earthquake that happened but no we are used to this and we thought that uh, the tower next to us is the one is targeted but the, since it is only a rocket one rocket this made us so suspicious that it could be uh, our building since they never uh, uh, threw only a rocket and as it turns out it is a warning rocket and we have five minutes to leave the house. And Alhamdulillah, we could escape this, and uh, um, the towers, even the towers next to us, uh, escaped uh, because uh, we we thought they are going to um, to pump the whole building because that's what they usually do. But uh, unfortunately, they. Uh, I don't know if we are lucky or not, but they uh, they targeted three apartments. Ours was alhamdulillah, yani, uh, was uh, was partially damaged, but uh, other apartments
0: your your apartment was partially damaged, but other apartments were were basically destroyed, and the building was damaged as well. Um, you also uh, you also sent some video clips about what happened. Um, Could you, I'm going to play these video clips and then uh, if you could perhaps walk us through this and tell us what exactly is happening here, uh, inshallah. So in the background there, I'm hearing someone making dua saying, you know, oh Allah, you take care of these oppressors and uh, I see a lady raising her hands and making dua and then the second clip (laughs) and in that one I'm hearing a man making dua saying ya wa you know oh loving Allah oh loving Allah and uh, appealing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so tell us what exactly uh, what was the scenario about? What what was taking place here?
1: So uh, I don't know if you heard this uh, while I'm talking uh, that we we escaped. Uh, we were able to escape uh, um, before they destroy it. Total destroy it. the building. Um, we uh, um, the terrorists next to us and. The, like three towers uh, escaped too because we thought that they will destroy it completely uh, and we were all like hundreds of people running in the streets and we entered one of uh, the building's interns and we, uh, we kept there uh, for a while and we uh, a man after they we heard uh, them uh, like destroy it uh, we kept mm-hmm. uh, saying du'a after him uh, to ke- uh, to remind us that there's uh, some some uh, something greater than this fear. Uh, Allah is greater than this fear, Allahu and uh, and uh, yeah, uh, many children were there and they were crying. They were cl- crying hysterically. So while he was doing the du'a, everyone was uh, saying after him, and uh, Alhamdulillah, yani we made it
0: a subhanallah subhanallah you know uh my my entire life having seen protests and marches and demonstrations and boycotting uh, i've asked so many activists this question um you know do they agree with me that this time around for this this war that you guys have been through in the last a couple of weeks um do they agree that the world is responding differently And every single person said, yes, there's something different this time around. Um, The media is different. The social media is having a huge impact. Uh, So many companies and organizations are taking, and and, you know, this this different approach from us, I believe, wallahi, I believe that this will be influential in uh, liberating Palestine once and for all and liberating Masjid al-Aqsa. And I believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to allow us, all of us, to pray side by side uh, in Masjid al-Aqsa, in uh, Bayt al-Maqdis, to liberate and visit the people of Gaza and visit the people of Palestine in a free land, you know, an unoccupied land. I really believe this because Allah, you know, abdi bi, I am to my servant as my servant thinks of me and with the hope that has been, you know, inspired uh, around the world for the Palestinian cause and the Palestinian people and people such as yourself, you know, whom we can hear and we can interact with. I truly believe that that day is coming very soon. Allah Ta'ala. Inshallah,
1: Inshallah. I believe that too. Uh, actually, uh, we were so disappointed uh, the, the, last, uh, the last years uh, and the, the last aggressions like in 2014 and 2012 and 2008 because um, nobody hear about our suffering, and they most of the Western uh, people believe that we are the terrorists. We are, yeah. uh, we are yeah. the one killing uh, Israelis uh, uh, hmm. civilians. But now, because they are not. No, they are no longer dependent on the New York Times and they can't see by their eyes, by uh, our social media content, mm-hmm. uh, what is really happening. Uh, that's what made uh, a, a huge difference. Actually, what made me. Uh, like believe that uh, Palestine could be free uh, since people start uh, questioning about how this Western media is they write about what is happening since uh, in the last war they uh, they uh, the headlines of the New York Times where was uh, that uh, there were 20, 20, uh, 22 uh, people were dead in Israel because of Hamas rockets and nine mm-hmm. of them were Israeli. With children while well, it is the opposite and since people saw that and so how manipulative is uh, these medias uh, they start actually uh, educating themselves they start looking for the truth themselves mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that made a huge difference actually
0: No Subhanallah, I agree, absolutely. And the world, I mean, uh, hardly anyone takes the information from mainstream media alone, you know, almost everyone has this uh, source of information called social media, where we can hear from our brothers and sisters directly. And um, this is something that I I really hope to encourage that we can network with those in uh, Gaza, with those in Palestine, so that we can hear your stories, directly and that we can become uh, not just you know names uh, and and statistics but we can become people to one another that our hearts can be connected and that when something happens on that side you know it's like hearing from a friend from a close personal friend that you know this just happened and we can become your voices um you know i i have a very important question um we we find that there's a rise in activism especially among the youth and um there is a yearning to want to help the people of Palestine. What do you think is the best way that we as uh, non-Palestinian citizens, as people from other countries in the world such as South Africa or any country for that matter, what can we do to best help the Palestinian cause in your opinion?
1: I believe that uh, first of all you have to believe in this quote first and so you have to educate yourself about what is happening in Palestine since 1948 Uh, don't you trust uh, any uh, outstream media Uh, Mm. google it or don't google it actually they are controlling the google so (laughs) Mm. I don't know but educate yourself from a Palestinian uh, perspective not an Israeli perspective Mm. Uh, we uh, Hear the stories of those who were killed uh, in the last aggression and in the past aggressions. Uh, educate yourself about what is happening right now in East Jerusalem, uh, how many people are threatened to um, forcefully leave their homes, and uh, actually. The last aggression in Gaza was because they want to shift the attention of what is happening right now in Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood and Selwan and Lifta a village. They are uh, trying to uh, displace uh, 7,850 people from their houses. Imagine yourself, you are living here in your house and someone uh, without any legal permission kick you out from your house. So this is... Mm. Totally unfair. Uh, uh, They they play it so well. Uh, The aggression, the last aggression in Gaza, started because of Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood violations, Mm. Mm. and the ceasefire was supposed to stop these violations. But of course, Israel doesn't care, and it has the green light to do whatever the uh, the hell it wants. So they have uh, so much power and um, maybe we don't have anything but our reality our suffering our the truth and um we need someone to uh to be the voice of us because since i don't know if you have noticed or not whenever i post about what is happening in Gaza on Instagram or Facebook, um, they block they block me and they they don't show uh, they uh, they limit the reach of my posts. Both so they are trying to silence us, and uh, that was so clear when they bump the press Towers. They want us to suffer but in silence Uh, so I am sorry to tell you that you if you are standing with the Palestinian cause also you will get a lot of insults uh, and you will be accused of being a terrorist anti-Semitic they will try to guilt trip you uh, and change the whole narrative uh, to avoid admitting the slow mass uh, genocide and the ethnic cleansing that is happening since 1948 but at least we, we need your voices. Everything you post, everything you, uh, everything you, uh, you do for Palestine is so much available, uh, valuable. Uh, uh, your voice can make a difference. Expose Israeli war crimes. Uh, they are targeting civilians. It is obvious. They wipe a whole families from, uh, from the existence. Destroying homes, residential buildings, towers, shops. So everything is a target here. Sorry, uh, please don't do not forget Palestine. There is a new catastrophe is about to happen. Seven thousand eight uh, eight hundred and fifty people is about to be displaced from their homes. Uh, you can do something about this, and you can help to stop this.
0: Subhanallah. Um, I don't even know where to begin. You know. I think the one of the reasons for for South Africa to be um, so vocal about the Palestinian cause and the Palestinian issue is because you know we had apartheid and our fathers and mothers lived through apartheid yeah. and they were displaced. They were forcefully evicted from their homes. We had entire uh, we had entire suburbs completely uh, completely uh, flattened. And we had other places where people were evicted forcefully, no recompensation, and so on. The masjid at which I uh, at which I serve, um, there's no community of Muslims around that masjid because all of them were forcefully evicted. So most of the people come from outside of that area to visit that masjid, and um, because our people have tasted what it's like for the oppressor to come in and say you know what you don't belong here we belong here because we want this area to be a whites only area or a jews only area we've lived through that and we've learned from that and the world spoke out against apartheid and refused to be involved with south africa in any way it brought apartheid uh, to its knees then um when it came to fighting, you know, they called Nelson Mandela, they called him a terrorist. They called his organization a terrorist. When they, when they started the armed struggle, when they started using force, uh, you know, in various ways and forms, they were labeled terrorists. Today, he's the most celebrated uh, humanitarian on the planet, you know, and um, over and it above that.
1: The terrorist card, whenever they want to make a genocide or ethnic cleansing,
2: they absolutely. use card.
0: Absolutely, I've actually made this comment on social media recently. Uh, You just need to label them terrorists and then uh, people no longer regard them as human beings. And uh, in recent weeks, we've seen here in uh, certain neighborhoods, Uh, in Cape Town, South Africa, specifically Seapoint, where there is a large community of of Jewish residents. And of course, we don't have anything against Jewish people per se, but it's Zionism that we have an issue with. Um, There were some peaceful protests and peaceful demonstrations taking place there. And lo and behold, in our very own city, uh, you know, young men, young women uh, were targeted with egg throwing. They were called terrorists. They were sworn at. They were shown the middle finger. Um, and the list goes on and then you know wanting to repeat the pro the, the protest again they had the audacity to send out a, a message you know among their communities saying that you know we're going to be back there and you know people must must remain safe and and report any anti-semitic uh, attacks and so on and subhanallah so the 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 tactics that you are that you are speaking about it's literally word for word um, exactly what what, what was taking place here, obviously on a different scale, very different scale, but we are getting a glimpse of that uh, here. And I can tell you um, every single day we have, we have protests, we have picketing, we have people demonstrating the Palestinian flag is flying high. You see these colors all over the places on the cars, everywhere. People have been incorporating it uh, into their logos. This logo was designed by uh, one of the one of the uh, graphic artists here in Cape Town, um, who who you know freely incorporates the Palestinian flag into the logos of businesses who want that, and there are. Hundreds of businesses making Palestinian flag logos. Um, certain boycotts are taking place here. Our people really want to help, and they will do practically anything uh, to be your voices and to assist. And I've got some ideas which I'll discuss with you as far as networking is concerned, so that we can, you know, we we're living in a global village, so we might as well, you know, treat one another as as actual neighbors. Um, Uh, Sister Jumana, before we we go into any other aspect, just on the light side again, um, tell me what what are the the spirits of the people like at this moment, having come out of this war now um, and having experienced once again pain, trauma, suffering, loss of life, um, of all sorts. What are the spirits like? Are people down and out and depressed? Uh, Are people back to normal? Are they struggling to get back to normal? Do they even know a normal? Give us some idea of what life is like right now in Gaza. Um, There's a writer...
1: uh, describe it a few days ago uh, in a Facebook uh, post, which like it cannot be better than this. He said that there is now another war, and it is worse than the one before. Uh, a war with no blood, with no ruins, with no bombings, with no uh, with no shootings, but. War will not attract cameras and a news channel. This war is a silent war where uh, children will be afraid of going uh, in the streets and staying even at home. Uh, This war uh, is, uh, Gaza now is in a continuous war with life, which is which is this is the reality now. Uh, people right now, um, they act as normal because because we are all in this together. We can't like like there's no family is uh, damaged more than another. We are all in this and we are mm. all affected by the war. So, uh, we are mentally destroyed. I can tell you that most of us have heard and seen terrible things. Uh, we cannot sleep well. Uh, it is a little bit hard to stay focused all the time. And uh, every closed door, every noise in the streets could scare the hell out of us because we, we used to hear bombs all the time. So uh, any noise could like make a trigger. Uh, there is a uh, Something wrong is going to happen. Um, I, feel, I feel sometimes a little bit guilty for for being alive. And seventy three uh, children were killed, and they Subhanallah. they they killed they like suffer before even they uh, they go to God because they were under uh, under the rebels for days before they can <laughs> the. Uh, uh, yeah, and they were crying for help. You can imagine that a baby or a child can cry for help, and he can't find it. So yeah, sometimes I feel guilty for for surviving this war, but. Um, Despite all this, in the next day of the ceasefire, uh, people went to the streets and uh, they started cleaning the destructions. People even, uh, children were were celebrating the Eid after nine days of its official day. Uh, Yeah, yeah, uh, despite all this, we have no choice but to live. We don't have any other choice. Uh, we continue our living Um, uh, the construction builders start to uh, rebuild what has been damaged Uh, we went to work again so life uh, seems to get normal but it is not normal like because as I said people are mentally destroyed
0: yeah Rob Um, I don't even know what to say to that Um, it's emotions are all over the place I'd like to read a poem to you uh, that was written by my teacher. Uh, He's also the Mufti of um, the the Muslim Judicial Council, who is a good friend of of the people of Palestine. And uh, he wrote this during the, um, during the, the days of the war. It's called Souls of Gaza. In Gaza, as the bombs rained down, as if they'd never end, as little children shook with fear, and parents could not fend as rockets struck and buildings fell no help no aid no friend when israel unleashed its hate with none to apprehend from heavens then did angels come on Razza to descend to take away nine little souls for whom allah did send shed now your tears and speak your grief and let each prayer ascend Take heart again and rise from dust and let your wounded mend. Then rise once again, O ghazan men, your knee will never bend. except to Allah, Lord of all. Arise, protect, defend. Um, I like this. It's beautifully written. It is so touching. Alhamdulillah, it's uh, it's just you know one of the one of the many efforts that that we try in in our little way. We pray for for Palestine. We pray for Gaza. We you know we'll do whatever we can. We'll go to the ends of the earth uh, for you and your family and your friends. Um, tell me, uh, have you experienced within your own circles, family, friends, neighbors, people you know who have lost their lives over the years? because of these atrocities?
1: Um, I know people have lost their life as a consequence of this a blockade. Uh, actually, I lost my father because he couldn't get the treatment in the right time. Actually, uh, we have Israeli border, and we, as I said, we don't have uh, enough medicine equipment, so uh, he needed an urgent uh, uh, travel to get a treatment uh, outside.
0: Uh, did you say that your father passed away because he needed medical attention but couldn't uh, leave the border? Is that correct?
1: Yes, uh, actually they give him the Israeli permission after two days of his death. So, yeah, yes, it is uh, too late. It is always too late for uh, because they don't see us as human beings uh, and uh, we need treatment. No, they, they are intentionally doing this because they are trying. Uh, there is nothing called Palestine for them. And they are trying. Mm-hmm. To, there is a slow genocide is happening right now. And they will do anything to just to make sure that no Palestine is left on this earth.
0: Yeah, Rob. Yeah, Rob. Oh, it's uh, this is one of the most difficult interviews I've ever had in my life. Um, I'm sorry for
1: that. I, I didn't. No, no, to...
0: no. It's it's uh, it's a reality that we need to face because, as I said at the beginning, you know, we know about these things. We we, we read about them. We we saw pictures. We saw the wall. Many of our family and friends have been to to Masjid al-Aqsa, right? very few people have been to Gaza itself but they've been to Majid al-Aqsa and they've seen the way the Israelis treat the Palestinian people. They've heard the reports. But it's so easy for these oppressors to turn you and your family and your loved ones into nothing but a number, a statistic. You know, we hear so many children lost their lives, so many Palestinians lost their lives, and then it's just a number. But to these people, uh, they have families, they have loved ones. And uh, we will be we will be your family. We will be your loved ones. Uh, you know, inshallah Taala, we stand together as as one ummah. Um, I know we've we've lost you there for a the moment, but what I was saying is that uh, just statistically, uh, it's not good enough to just hear these things from a distance because then you are able to shield your heart, you know, and and not get attached to this type of story, But um, having having met you and spoken to you, uh, uh, I think you've just opened up my eyes to a reality that. Now when I hear about a bomb that fell in Gaza, I will think about Sister Jumana and her family and I will, think, I will see that image of the people uh, sheltering in that bunker or that place that you were sheltering in, I will see the image of your uh, your apartment that was bombed and I'll be thinking, you know, if I send a message to S- Sister Jumana and her family now, will I receive a response or will there no longer be a Sister Jumana and her family? And I'm sorry to, to, you know, to paint such a, a, a gloomy picture, but this is the reality that that uh, we as, as the, the rest of the ummah, we have to face and, um, you know, just just uh, come to terms with because we can make a difference and we've shown the world this now. Uh, Sister Jumana, I would like to ask you, um, in Gaza, are there only Muslim people living there?
1: No, there are Christians actually. There uh, there are numbers of Christians. And here there is a problem that people think that Palestine is only for uh Muslims and the Palestinian coast is an Islamic coast, but it is not. It is it is every free soul uh Cause, because, because um, we we were uh, we were Muslims, Christians, and Jews living in Palestine before the Zionists came and mm. they were palestinians Jews and that is uh that was the reality but when the zionists came from a lot of around the world and they claimed that this land has no people before like uh, it is it is uh, the Belfort um agreement that uh, it, is, yes. it is a declaration yes uh, that mm. a land for Jews who, with uh, a land for be- a, a a people with for, no land. Yes, uh, for the mm, people with mm. no land. So uh, it is a mistake. We were living there for, of for yeah, before the Nakba
0: in 1948. Mm-hmm. Subhanallah, absolutely, absolutely. It's just one horrible mess, you know, and uh, it's it's something that 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 haunts us every day. But inshaallah, you know, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And we uh, we 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 put our faith in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Uh, Allah Taala He promises that the mazloom the du'a of the mazloom against the zalim, there's no more mustajab du'a than that. And our du'a's are with you. And we would really appeal to you, you know, being in such a noble position of being the min uh, al being from the oppressed people, we we appeal to you to remember us in your du'a's as well. And uh, we will stay in touch. We have to stay in touch. We have an absolute duty to do that um, because you are you are our sister and your family, you know, they are our family and we, we are one Ummah. When the Christians uh, living in Gaza, you know, when they are living there, do they experience the same type of fear? Do they experience the same type of deaths? Do they also face the, the barricades? Are they also placed under the same duties? Have their homes also been bombed as that of the Muslims?
1: Uh, of course, but because they are a minority, we, you don't see a lot of them get injured or uh, dead because they, they are a minority here in Gaza. But yes, everyone here is a target. Uh, the mm. child is a target, the Christian is a target, the muslim is a target everyone here is a target to their bombs and missiles so yeah there's no uh, not because they are christians uh, they are afraid to target them no they still palestinians so every palestinian is a target
0: Mm, subhanallah Uh, one question about about uh, this is more personal but you know, being you're now twenty three years of age and you have you have inshallah, you have a whole lifetime ahead of you. What what do you dream of for your future in in say ten years time? Where where do you see yourself and how do you see yourself? What do you imagine? What do you dream about?
1: Actually this is the hardest question ever. Like, because here in Gaza is nothing guaranteed. Like you can't think about the next year, actually. Uh, but we 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 keep like a vision for ourselves just to stay, to stay uh, uh, motivated and to keep doing things. So I, I can only think about the next few years. I am trying so hard to get my master degree outside of Gaza because here the education is not like it's not um, uh, perfect as outside and. Um, Uh, So, yeah, I am thinking about uh, taking my master's degree outside Gaza and getting a scholarship, of course. Um, Other than that, I can't imagine myself bringing a child here in Gaza because, like, I don't want any person to live the the life I lived here in Gaza. It is so difficult, and it is it is not uh, it is not a great environment to uh, to raise a child in, because uh, in any moment you could be gone just by a missile, and uh, yeah, it, and you become a number for them.
0: Yeah, Rob, um, I have a three-year-old daughter, and uh, when um, the end of Ramadan came. We had to, you know, we had to, as as we usually do, celebrate Eid, and uh, this Palestinian cause was 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 so prevalent in my mind. And my wife asked, uh, you know, are we going to get tazkiya something for Eid and so on? And I said, you know, I'm just thinking we are worried about what our children are going to wear on the day of Eid in Palestine in Gaza. There are mothers and fathers who are worried whether their children are going to be alive on the day of Eid. And uh, this really broke my heart. And subhanAllah, you know, if there's anything that we could do for you and for the people of Gaza, specifically, like individuals who have needs, uh, by by all means, let us know, you know, we'll be in contact. We'll try to get you that scholarship. We'll try to get you your, your master's degree, wherever it is that you want to get it in the uh, world. I'm
1: not asking anything. No, uh,
0: I, 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 know, I, I know, I know, I know.
1: Uh, sorry if i no i i i want us i want from you just to deliver our voices to to talk about palestine to uh educate people around you about what is happening because i can't blame them i can't blame someone who is brainwashed uh from the mainstream media no hmm. but our voices need to be heard uh, and our Palestinians uh need Palestine need to be free eventually because mm. it is it is not it is not uh, the perfect life that we are living in like no. we are alhamdulillah every, everything from allah is good but um uh, the past couple of weeks made us think about how miserable our life was. Um oh, uh, yeah, yeah, because in any moment uh, it, it life could be turned down and uh, there is a war and you could lose someone you love and uh yeah it is so hard to think about this.
0: Yeah Rob now I just need to reiterate. Uh, I actually spoke to uh, to yourself, uh, Sister Jumana, uh, just a meet and greet before we did the interview. It was a couple of days ago, and uh, one thing that she said that that stood out for me was that you know we are not asking you for your money you know we don't want the people of the world to give us the money all we want is for our voices to be heard so uh, I, I do understand when you when you spoke about yourself that that wasn't your intention but uh still from outside you know uh, we will we will try and do whatever we can whether it be as i said with dua with uh you know whatever we can do we will we will really do that inshallah ta'ala and um I also want to say that, you know, as far as your voice is being heard, I can tell you that there's a community here where I am. Um, and this community, there are, and it's not only Muslims, right? Uh, there's a community of people who are raising the Palestinian flag high. And, and they are, they are. my daughter walks around the house and and, and and shouts, free, free Palestine. And she's like three years of age. Um, and, and our kids, you know, they grow up with this, um, so we we are with you, um, you know. In conclusion, and and I do hope, inshallah, we can connect to you, connect with you again in future. But in conclusion, do you have a message for our people? Do you, do you have a message for the people of the world that you would like them to hear uh, directly? Here's your opportunity now, inshallah. Um,
1: I want to say that. Um... Uh, as I said before, uh, keep uh, educating yourself about what is hob- uh, happening right now in Sheikh Jarrah and East Jerusalem in general. Because uh, they will try to delay uh, the court resolutions of uh, displacing the uh, the over, I don't know, uh, 28 families or and more, of course, uh, for, uh, and they will they will keep waiting till uh, people forget about Palestine and about what, uh, and they start getting busy of other things. So, uh, please, please, uh, don't stop uh, talking about Palestine. Uh, they, as I said, it is a slow process, but uh, but it it makes a difference by uh, speaking up. Uh, and uh, uh, even even raising uh, Palestinian flag makes a difference because Palestinians themselves cannot raise a, 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 their flag in Al-Aqsa Mosque or in Jerusalem, which is totally unfair. They are they are stealing everything from us. They are trying um, uh, for, from our culture, our food. And they. Uh, if you can buy cat, uh, their food because it is uh, it, because it is of course uh, the money goes to uh, the military equipments. Uh, uh, know what uh, what uh, brands uh, uh, promote uh, promotes, uh, these military equipments and uh, and thank you for any for any word you do for Palestine any uh, any post everything is. So much appreciated. Thank you from all from all Palestinians uh, can feel feel the difference this time. Um, Yeah, thank you for supporting us.
0: Shukran, 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 Sister Jumana. Uh, you you have really you know, I I don't know, you've done so much today. You've made me smile, you've made me laugh, you've made me cry um and uh, i can only but thank you uh for everything thank you. and we we will be in touch inshallah ta'ala
1: inshallah
0: inshallah Jazakumullah khairan and from everyone on the side of the world to everyone in gaza uh you know please convey our love and salams and you know uh, our good wishes inshallah ta'ala thank you thank
1: you keep safe salam
0: you too wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh
2: Aqiyya al كل am حاول بتوصل يكفي.